investigating journalist Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. Welcome to it. Welcome to it. It is 10 o'clock on a Wednesday night, so you guys know what time it is. It's time for Talk That Talk. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson. We got a full house, guys. Does that mean that the world is opening back up? <laughs> Does this finally mean that the world is opening back up? I'm still about to be in the house. Um, Again, welcome to it, guys. It's another episode of Talk That Talk. To my right, Mr. Sure Thing, my guy, Tyler Sure. How we doing? Good, man. Hey, they opened the basketball hoops back up at the parks. Yes, that is true. Dude, it's been it's been real. It's been, I don't know what they were doing by your house, but what did they do? <laughs> what are the different things that they did during the pandemic to take stuff away? Matter of fact, let me let me introduce our guests and then I'll go back and then I'll go from there. Our Florida man fact checker, as always, Salim Dweck is behind the camera. And to my left. Guys, I know you guys are probably watching on Instagram live like he didn't tell us he was going to be on the show. I'll explain to you guys why right now. It's two reasons why. A, did I just say two reasons why and gave you A? Okay, don't worry about it. One, <laughs> one, we're not doing the announcement tonight. Sorry, guys. Two, we're not talking about UNLV football. Ooh, what's up? <laughs> I, nobody in this room is happier than Salim. That's the funniest part. Like, Salim... That's true. I'll give you that much. Kind of swap, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, y'all do. Y'all go back and forth. We take blows. There we go. So going to my left, we just went through this pronunciation again because I figured out after a full year and a half of talking shit and bragging, I've still been wrong. Justice. I'm going to try this one more time. Justice. You said say it slower, right? And I'm still about to say it fast. Justice. All right, bet. Justice. Ola uh, that's like a, Am I close? That's like, that's passable. It's passable? Yeah, I like it, bro. It's passable. Justice Ola That's better. Okay. That's better. So you give me the pronunciation. Right, so justice, make sure, oh wait, make sure, make sure the mic is on. All good. Let me see. Talk to me. You hear me, you hear me? Perfect. All right, bet. So justice, Ola Washoon. Ola Washoon. Yes, sir. There you go. There you go. My guy, Justice, is with us. Are you relieved that we don't have to talk about UNLV football? Uh, yeah, because there's <laughs> a there's a lot of uh things out there that people want to say. Uh, yes, a lot of uh questions that people want to answer. I definitely do not want to answer them. So, <laughs> oh, hopefully, we'll get you to answer them one day. I don't think we're gonna force you today. Salim absolutely loves just like bashing any UNLV sport he can if he gets the opportunity. For whatever it's worth, his favorite team is the volleyball team. Whatever. Women's basketball, excuse there me, pardon. Go, my yeah. favorite team is a volleyball team. Oh, I thought you had. A, I thought you was about to tell Justin something. My bad. So going back to you. I pay them tuition. Yes. <laughs> yes. I pay them all that money. At least you know they think you know. Win. <laughs> yeah. Give us something I re- to cheer I re- for. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> football, like, come on, man. I love basketball. Let me, let me let's score some touchdowns and you know. Yeah. Exactly. Let's do it. I feel you. <laughs> let's let's be collect. Let's be a collective unit on this. Um. So I want to go back to what you said to start with, Tyler, and we're going to hop right into the show. You said basketball courts are back open in the Valley. In driving around the city, I've learned that different parks and rec centers have done different things to close their gyms. I've seen lights being cut off. I've seen nets being taken down. I've seen full-blown rims being taken off. Yeah. What did they do by your house? Oh, uh, They took the rims. Uh, Give me my – 
to yeah. don't put it back. I'm leaving. I'm leaving this vicinity. It got real bad because you know when you have to go back to your former high school where the courts outside have cracks in the street. And so oh you dribble God. the ball, and it lands in the crack, and it's going down the oh hill. It's yes. And it's on, yeah. on uneven ground. And now your ball got a nipple in it, and yep. now you can't do nothing with exactly. it. Exactly. And then, like, it's, like, blacktop, so your hands and your arms. Just yes. And you're like, Fish oh, that's it. fun. Yeah, like, that's cool. No, it's not. Well, <laughs> um, all nah. of a sudden, I can I can taste water from a water, water hose for some reason now. <laughs> I don't know why that happened <laughs> but again guys in case you guys are unfamiliar talk that talk radio show records live from the westgate las vegas resort and casino from the largest superbook in the world for over 50 years formerly known as the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade the westgate las vegas resort and casino was located at 3000 paradise road las vegas nevada 89109 <sighs> we're starting with paul pierce guys the goat <laughs> Yes. Can we say that? Yes. Hey, we're not yes, mad at him, right? definitely. We're not mad at him, right? Of course so, not. No, Do you know what this no. show is? Yeah. <laughs> of course not. So, in case you guys are unfamiliar, Paul Pierce was relieved of his duties over at ESPN after going live on Instagram. And I want to see if I can detail some of the stuff that was in this video. It was a poker night. Paul Pierce seemed to be high out of his mind off of some of the some of the stickiest. Uh, the, probably the the stickiest weed that Cali has to offer. What else was he doing? He was getting a massage. Yeah. There were women twerking behind him. And just for the record, guys, for everybody that said that that was a Las Vegas hotel room, that's dry snitching. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. Man, they putting our business out there, man. It's like, why would you even say that? Like, Vegas, we already take enough heat. Don't bring that over here. Let us do what we're doing. Um, What's our response to it? Because clearly we're not mad at it, but, I mean, ESPN is ran by Disney. What was you guys' – what was your main takeaway from it? Man, I just – I don't know. I just felt like they were hating a little bit because, you know – But, like, a good night? I'm not trying to, you know, like, already start, like, the race thing or anything, but, like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, if somebody else – like, uh, what's the dude's name The uh, with the the hair – I don't know. With the, uh, he, he'd be on with Stephen A. Smith. Max? Yeah. If Max Keller? Yeah, like, I feel like he did something like this or he was in the, this type of environment. Like, it wouldn't be the point where he would get fired or something. Cause, right. I mean. I'm not sure that Max would record it either. <laughs> but I mean, here's Paul the. Paul Pierce is uh, <laughs> he's a. He's a, different, yeah. he's a different man for that. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was holding the phone like an old man. Yeah. Like, he was all, yeah, all the way up here. <laughs> like, I'm like, bro. Man. Does he not know that, like, maybe everybody in that video didn't want to be in that video? <laughs> like, fam, you got it up here. Like, I'm in the background. Like, what is you doing, oh, yeah, bro? What, is doing, you, what are doing you doing? Too much. doing too much. Honestly, as a person who has been big all his life and loved the game of basketball, I move like Paul Pierce. So you will never hear me say anything negative about Paul Pierce. Um, going back to something that you said, I don't want to throw Max under the bus. Just from things that Max Kellerman has said, do we in this room believe that Max Kellerman smokes? Is it just I mean, me on that on that on that life raft? It's I mean, just me. good. He's good, yeah. Hopefully, by me dropping this, you guys <laughs> remember this every time you see Max Kellerman. I think Max is high every time I see him. That's just my <laughs> personal opinion. I don't think he does his job any worse. But I say all of that to say, what do you guys think was the worst part in that video? What got him fired? I think it was the 
the the twerking ladies going crazy in the in back. the background. Yeah, and in like, the background. yeah, and he was forcibly trying to put them in the video, so it was just yeah, doing a little too much. Remember that you said that. I have a lot to say on this, man. But, um, so they, I mean, like they're trying to. So ESPN, it's all about the image, right? That's right. why he's fired and whatever. But then you got. You got like people like Max, Stephen A, going on and blasting professional athletes, like what Stephen A said about Russell Westbrook the other day. Yes, you can get all the stats you want, but if you don't win a ring, it doesn't mean shit. Right. Are you kidding me? Like, bro, wh- what? Like, what is what? What happened to ES? Like ESPN, almost like they're kind of at fault to the point where they're kind of ruining the way hmm. sports are covered. Mm. Some yeah. of the big ones. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's ESPN, that's hot take right there, man. the way that, especially the NBA, the yeah. NFL, not so much, but the NBA, the way the NBA is, like, looked at by, like, outsider, like, fans and stuff, honestly, the way the ESPN and the way, like, the media, they kind of ruin it, man. They they do a lot. I, it's it's complicated, but just the coverage, the way they blast certain athletes, the way that, you know, in the NBA, they always try to sell the big markets, right. New York, Los Angeles, but just shit on every team between, right? Yep. So that like stuff like that. So it it's it's hypocritical for them to fire him for that when they themselves have a you know their image isn't perfect by any means, right? Sure. But another thing I thought when I first heard the news is I was like NBC, NBC has Boston should be all, or should be all over this, and they should be contacting Paul Pierce and Kevin <laughs> Garnett to do <laughs> halftime shows of Boston games. Imagine those two yelling about if Jason it Tatum R, yes. not playing defense and being <laughs> like, man, what are you doing? Yeah, imagine yes. Kevin Garnett getting on his ass. Oh, my God. That would be must-watch television. For sure. K- KG would not be able to do it without his cuss button. Yes, 100%. The TNT. 100%. <laughs> and, and, again, guys, you guys already know the entire movement that we're on here at Talk That Talk Media. It's bigger than just Talk That Talk Radio Show. It's bigger than the OD podcast. What's up, the OD? Um, it's just big. It's bigger than the blog that we have. It's bigger than what we're doing. It's a it's a lifestyle that we live by. Kevin Garnett, Rasheed Wallace, Snoop doing the uh, Tyson and Roy Jones fight on Triller. Yeah, yeah. That's where media is going, guys. So we know that it's a little it's a little different to see. But trust me, guys, we're telling the news just like everybody else. Um, so going back to Paul Pierce, you said something that I thought was interesting. You mentioned. Uh, he was forcefully trying to get everything in yeah, in the in yeah. the, in the uh, background. For me, I think that's why I gave this video all of five minutes out of my day. Because <laughs> I looked at it and I said, "Oh, okay. This is a guy who doesn't want to be at his job anymore." I can see. That. I don't blame him. I can see that, man. <laughs> I'll say that. But what is worth, have we, <laughs> shout out to Paul Pierce, but shout out to Inglewood, gang. But um, let's be honest, let's call, let's, let's call a spade a spade. When they ask Paul Pierce certain questions, I'm at home like, oh, I know he's not going to be able to elocute his point. I know it. Like, I just know he's not going to sound right trying to get his point across. So I think that ESPN and the way, like you just said, the way that they tell the news and the way that they kind of, that their image is, I think Paul felt for quite some time he didn't fit. Mm-hmm. Matt Barnes only appears on what? The Jump, right? Yeah. Rachel Nick. Yeah, every now and then. Yeah. We don't really see Matt Barnes on anything else. What do we see Steven Jackson on? The Jump, right? 
we don't see them on these corporate shows yeah. where they have to be reading teleprompters or wait in between. You get more of your Shane Battier as Dwayne Wade's for that. Mm-hmm. I don't think Paul Pierce wanted this job, fam. I don't. That looks like the man that wanted out. He wanted something. I had something to say, and I this was gonna take a whole left. This was gonna take a whole left. Um, do you have anything else on this Paul Pierce thing? Uh, clearly, you just mentioned that NBC or yeah, NBC uh, Boston. NBCS Boston. NBC Boston. All, they should be like jumping all over this opportunity. Are we? And that's where I'm going. Are we thinking that Paul Pierce's phone is not ringing right now? Um. People laughing at him maybe be a little bit. <laughs> no, definitely uh, laughing at him. For sure. Definitely but, uh, laughing at him. Do we think that Paul Pierce is going to have a hard time finding another job? It's no. just based on, I don't know, it's just based on, like, how society's viewing him. Because, you exactly. know, the cancel culture is that super is big. Like, everybody's going to cancel somebody. So, if you know, people are looking at him like, man, what are you doing? You're looking stupid. Like, you're looking silly. Like, you know, nobody's going to want him. But, right. I mean, but he is Paul Pierce. Uh I mean that's pretty much all he has. To and I'm I'm trying to think, bro. and I don't want to be this guy, and I don't want to. This is just all the way around bad for me. I don't want to down a black man by no means. I don't want to down a man from Inglewood by no means. However, has Paul Pierce done enough analysis wise? We understand, like you just said, that's Paul Pierce. But in terms of speaking about the game, is he somebody that no. you run into? You said Paul Pierce, like yeah, is he somebody that you're running to to listen to speak of about the game? Of course not. Have you heard the things he said? Like I've <laughs> like he said know. some of the silliest things I've ever like. No, I can't like. That's <laughs> I think why we might have had a whole him. class talking about Paul Pierce and like, just the things he just, that he says. And he believes it. Like he really believes. When it. When they asked who was a better all-around player, him Hell or Dwayne God, Wade, God, he bro, said, that. "Oh, I'm gonna have to take me." I was like, "Yo, I I play like you, fam, and I I'm taking Dwayne Wade." See, Man. here's my thing with that, though. How much of that is Paul Pierce speaking versus how much of that is manufactured by ESPN trying to get clicks and views? I don't think so because, uh, honestly, man, I feel like to a certain degree you got to believe it. So I feel like if you bring a person like Steven Jackson on, for instance, and you mentioned Kobe, Steven Jackson would be like, nah, Kobe yeah. a cook me. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like he's not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Paul Pierce is going to go to his grave like, <laughs> well, nah, I don't – I mean, Kobe – I mean, which Kobe? Is it Kobe pre-Shaq? Is yeah, it Kobe post-Shaq? Yeah, and it's like, true. bro, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, nah, Kobe, dog. Kobe Bryant. That's a good point. Like, what are you talking about? Um, so, just as you said, we're not getting into this national title game yet, but this game is on. You're watching. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm getting uh, my feel right now. Bro. Yeah, you're seeing this. Yeah, yeah, and it's bad. You're seeing <laughs> this. Um, so, yeah, we might as well go ahead and, and get into our sponsors as well. Of course, we're going to talk about Center for the Young and Gifted shortly, but before I do that, I do want to hop into our tip-ins. I don't know, again, if you watch the show, but I'll kind of just walk you through it. Uh, I have tip-ins from my parents. We're watching basketball. We know what, what a tip-in is. You always got a teammate that has your back. I don't think my I have bigger teammates on my team besides, on my side, rather, besides my parents. So my mom usually starts the show. My dad's tip-in ends the show. So for my mom, she has the prettiest smiles hides the deepest secrets. The prettiest eyes have cried the most tears. And the kindest hearts have felt the most pain. So I'm going to let that one breathe for a little bit. I appreciate you, Mom. Thank you again. Um, Yeah. All I'm going to say once again, I do want to go home. I don't know when I'll be home, but uh, I do want to say rest in peace to Avery once again. Rest in peace to Lucky. Um, Yeah. 
Not going to be on a somber note by no means. So we about to hop into the rest of the show. But before we do that, we want to talk about Center for the Young and Gifted, which will be a trilingual early childhood education center. They will be teaching English, Spanish, and Mandarin. In case you didn't know, Mandarin is the fastest growing business language. They will teach anybody from six weeks to six years of age. They will serve all of Los Angeles County and the surrounding areas. They are now enrolling for the 2021-2022 school year. Their summer program availability will launch with their new website on Saturday, May 1st. Again, that is Center for the Young and Gifted. Ran, directed, owned by Tatiana Jordan. Once again, shout out to Center for the Young and Gifted. Um, hmm. We were leaving Paul Pierce. Okay, cool. So, let's talk football. Let's go. Let's I think it. we could do that, right? <laughs> let's do it. I think we could do that. <laughs> do you guys want to get to the serious topic first? Or you guys want to get to the, uh, I'm trying, I, this is weird. Because normally you're not on this side of me. Yeah. And I don't want, like, the mic to, like, be in your way oh, at, no, at, a, at a view. So, no, my bad. I apologize. I keep moving it. Are we starting with the serious topic first? Did I just say I'm sorry? Okay, yeah, <laughs> are we starting with the serious topic first or are we starting with the uh, with the football-related topic? Which one are we starting with? Football-related topic? So, let's go Sam Darnold. Um, was the writing on the wall? Did everybody know that it was a matter of time before he was out of New York? Honestly, I thought he was just gonna get cut. I didn't think wow. he was gonna be pick him up. Like just to my knowledge, just uh, the things I've heard from like people saying like coaches like don't like him. Like that's all I heard. Like so they said like they don't think he's that good. Are the Jets a valuable or reliable? Excuse me, coaching source. Uh no, not I don't think the Jets are. But any other because okay. the Jets they have some dirty things going on with it. I don't I, I mean not. I've just heard some stories. Hey, man, you, hey man you, you're, you're telling the news. All you're doing is saying what was told to you. No, yeah, sure. I've just heard some like, some stories going on over there. I'm like, man, this does not sound like, you know, the, I don't want to say, the most toxic place to, you know. Right. I was about to say, but for a young quarterback, him dealing with so much already on the, on the, on the way in, Yeah, I feel like you – Kind of just see, and I'm trying not to bring up UNLV football, and this is so bad. But I was about to say, because, like, we literally see we, – we just talked to Kenyon Nobat. Shout out to KO. Uh, we on. talked to Kenyon a month ago. Is that about right? About a month ago? Talked to Kenyon about a month ago. And I couldn't wait to bring up the fact that Mike Hughes was like, well, when you see not only the quantity of players that are leaving UNLV, he said, let's talk about the quality. And you were, I think you might have been the first thing that he brought up. He said, Justice is getting offers from Baylor and Miami. He said, so you can't tell me it's Justice. And that's what he was going with. So when I go over to Kenyon's situation and I'm telling Kenyon, hey, Mike feels like for the guys to be transferring that they are, for the guys to be transferring uh, now, they had to be told, you know what I mean? You guys aren't going to play moving forward. And again, we're not getting into your side of the story yet. But KO was like, I can't speak for everybody else, but I never had that conversation. So we talked about a quarterback's ability to grow in a system where you just feel like you're not learning. When's the last time Sam Darnold was learning something in that Jet organization? He's looked lost for quite some time, right? Yeah, man. Last season when he was hurt, I never, and this is one of the things I, I don't, you guys know, I don't consider any like sports athlete, my friend, because we don't hang out outside of school. I have people that I'm close to, people that I'm cool with, people that are my dogs out, whatever it is. I feel like you have to be really 
careful when speaking about injuries because no athlete wants to sit out. However, when I saw Sam Darnold miss games last season, I said, I feel like this is both sides. I feel like the Jets are seeing what else they have, and I feel like Sam Darnold is out. Sam Darnold doesn't want to be there anymore. What you say? Yeah, uh, I agree with the very first thing. Uh, like the writing was on the wall, um, for sure. Uh, and then when you have Adam Gase as your coach, you know it's not. Celine could speak to that. It's I mean you're not going anywhere. Celine, that's not even do a, it. That's not even do a it. Dig. Do it. That's not even a dig. It just. No, it's reality. Yeah, exactly. But like. His most important years of development yeah, were left right, in the right. hands of that's the Adam Gase. That's the that's the problem. But granted, he is going to a, um, a pretty good team. Yeah, a former offense coordinator of, like, the best college offense ever, numbers-wise, uh, with LSU in 2019. Yes, um, sir. So, I mean, if there's uh, – it's an opportunity. Uh, they also have Teddy there, a uh, good solid vet who um, can – I don't. I don't know who they plan on starting. Probably, Darnold. Right? I don't know. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Let's talk about it. So what do you want to start with? What do you want to start with Teddy? You want to start with what they gave up? Teddy. All right. Let's go, Teddy. Um, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna defer to the football head in the room. Man. Who starts in that? In that? In that? Uh, in that locker room? I feel like if. If Sam can get comfortable in the Patriots off I mean Patriots the Panthers offense mm-hmm. he might be able to be because we've seen Teddy like Teddy has done some good things especially when he was with the Saints right and that, that was a, a fun it was six games he was five and one yep and he went he went crazy but as a Packer fan I've seen him for up close and personal before the injury you feel me but now like but every time he goes to like he gets his own team mm-hmm. you know it's just like, I don't know. The ball's not moving as much. The ball was when he was he was the ball didn't move at all. They they could not pass the ball. Their running game was bad because you know Christian Caffrey was hurt. So it was just I don't know that. I think Sam. I've seen like great plays Sam's done. Like I, he's done some you know some good things. But it's just you know if you get to work on the inconsistencies and work on uh, getting the ball in the right place at the right time, he might do it. You guys talked about. I think you were actually the person that brought. It. You said his the most important years of his development. And before he even got his statement out, you said, "Mm mm-hmm. How quickly can that be undone? Because that's putting a lot on Joe Brady, right? And and before I even get to that, they say that Sam Darnold, one of the biggest knocks in New York was that he had little hands for a quarterback. Doesn't Teddy have little hands, which is why he uses gloves? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Teddy two gloves. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just wondering what Carolina's plan is. I think Teddy's a great quarterback, but it's gonna be fun uh competition for sure. I think Definitely. it's gonna because be. they paid Teddy. Like, yes. He's on a multi year contract. That's why I don't think when you said Sam starts, I was like, I don't know that. I really I, don't. Yeah, I think Sam is the best backup in the league probably next season. Uh, I don't know. Who else is a backup? That's that's probably gonna be better than Sam Darnold. Unless I mean if the Saints wanna be, you know, <laughs> stupid and Make Taysom Hill the starter. The starter, then, then yes, Jameis Winston, Winston will be the best, the best backup. backup. You're right. You're right. You might be on to something. But I don't know. As, yeah, it's going to be a good competition. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like you said, um, that's tough. Yeah, I mean, kind of to the point where you can't go wrong. I like Teddy, but I think he's kind of just a above average like game manager. 
Yeah. That's yeah. not even a dig, but like, because you. Yeah, he's a solid quarterback. He's not gonna like. You said you don't. You said there's not much of a difference. Wouldn't Darnold turn the ball over more? That's my only guess. Now, granted, if they do, when would bigger Darnold, plays come from yeah. Darnold? Though, right? They would probably ask him to make more risks, yeah. take more risk as a quarterback, just because he's still he's younger and they know like he has an arm and they what they can get out of him versus what they know they'll get out of Bridgewater. If that makes sense. That's interesting. So he has a he, it's a. Darnold has a higher ceiling. Grant I was just about to say, just kind of like to put it in a nutshell, he has a higher ceiling. A much lower floor than where Bridgewater's at. So hmm. that's kind of – so I, I, like the, that's, I like the deal for Carolina because it gives them options, right? Hmm. Um, and they were hunting for a quarterback. That's no secret because there was talks of them trading up, trading down. Right. Now it looks like they're going to trade down, which is like for teams like the Patriots in the draft, that's money. They love hearing that. Like, oh, dude, like you guys are trading down. Love it. Right. So, yeah, man, uh, it's just good to have options that – position that's just nowadays it's just hard to find a franchise guy you know so especially when you got questions about both of the guys that's in your uh, locker room right now you mentioned that they gave a lot up uh sam darnold was traded to the panthers for the sixth pick in this year's draft for a second and third round pick correct me if i'm wrong sixth round pick and a third round pick in 2022 A sixth this year and a second and fourth next year. That's what it was. Second and fourth next year. Um, I was about to say, if they give up the sixth pick for Sam Darnold, uh, yeah, <laughs> someone needs to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say that. Oh, Hold on. <laughs> the LeBron. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. No comment. 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 I'll do it later. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Um, For for a sixth-round pick, second and a fourth in uh next season. Second and a fourth next season. You said that was a lot. What was a lot about that to you? Really? I, I don't know. I guess I have a lower opinion of Sam Donald. I think so. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't think he's good at all. Question, do they have multiple second-round picks next year? I checked that, yeah. Thank you. If they do, then I'd say, like, that's a solid haul. If they don't, I'd lean the other way. Do you like, think the Jets get a guy something better for this? For no. Sam Donald? No, the Jet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think anyone. I told you. I don't think. I didn't think anyone's gonna take Sam Donald. I was so surprised when I saw he. Got okay, I don't. Maybe I'm just that. I don't know, man. I thought some team would fork like fork up like some late round picks. We like, don't. I, yeah, I, like we don't think that Sam Darnold could have went for a fifth. No. Wow. So if I take. So if I take. You know what. Take away the second and the fourth next year and give me a fifth this year and a third next year. You doing it? A fifth this year? And a third next year. A third next year? Yep. Oh, yeah, I'll do that for sure. Would that be a better haul than this? I get that it's not too – Yes. If I got a fifth this year in a deep draft and a third next year. Yes, that's better. I'm only getting two picks. Would that be a better haul for Sam Darnold? Yes. Because a second-round pick is like a second-round pick would is better is worth more than the third, fifth, and sixth, right? Yeah. I know they. So I know GMs out there have like that value draft board, right? That has like the points. Yeah, I think a second round, depending on where you're drafting too. That's what I'm trying to. Both of these teams are bad, bro. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't even know if it matters at this point. Like you ever see those trades in the NBA where they be doing pick swaps, and it was like the 2014 Philadelphia 76ers and like the Warriors, and you were sitting there like. Okay, <laughs> so you just went from 16 to 18. Who cares? Like, who cares? All right, let's talk about the Jets. Zach Wilson? 
I think so. I think Everybody seems like they know what they're doing. I mean, it seems like they they're know where they're going. Yeah, I think uh, Zach Wilson's the Jets pick for sure. Question. Yes. For both of you. I, I think much, I know what you're about to say. How much do you think the Jets owner, GM, I don't even know who they are, but the owner and GM are kicking themselves for winning one more stupid-ass game and losing right. Trevor Lawrence? I, I don't know that they're upset. Really? I don't know that they're upset. I just don't think they're caring, really. So can we question their – this is bad. Can we question? Never. No, you don't do it. You don't do well, it. Well, uh, let me just <laughs> say. Let me, think hold, about hold, it. You hold, don't hold. do it. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. The game. I don't remember what team they're playing, but the game where they got bombed for the fourth down. <laughs> was it the Raiders? Was that? I think that was the Raiders. Yeah. Was it the Raiders? Because they were like, the all-out uh, blitz. Like yeah. all-out on the last fourth, play. A, like I just didn't understand that, and I, I'm not saying they were trying to blow it. But I was just saying, they like they fired Greg Williams the next day. I'll say it. They were trying to blow it. Yeah, I'll say it because Greg it Williams called cover zero, right, on fourth, it, like on a hail mary. Like, what the hell are you doing, bro? Like, that's only one thing they can do. It's only one thing they can do. Just go downfield. Like, we're gonna get yeah. to your Blake Griffin conspiracy later too. Oh, and by the way, yeah, that was the Panthers overpay. Overpay. Literally. Final. Only second round, and they gave it up for Sam Donald. I really thought Sam was going to get cut, and someone was just going to pick him up like the the Ravens hmm. or the, the Raiders or something like that. Wait, did they lose Curtis Samuel in free agency? Because uh, they can get a comp pick for him. I think he got paid. Because hmm. then that comp is nah, – I don't know. Be, I don't think it's a second-round pick. I think the highest it could be is a third-round third. pick. But still, I mean – Okay, so that probably – on the other side of uh, Terry McLaurin. Okay, yeah, so actually – Depending, on, I I don't know what the contract was. I want to say like thirty million. That's probably a third or fourth round comments. Yeah, three, three okay. Um, I had a lot of things to say about that Jeff front office, and I'm gonna just let it go. Um, if we just had all of these questions about Sam Darnold, are we worried that they're gonna do the exact same thing to Zach Wilson? No, because their new coach is not that. Their new coach is not messing around. Robert Sala. Robert Sala is like, like I don't know. I I love that dude. If you just put the right pieces around and you know have it, it's just coming together as a team. That's how you build a team. It's just a, uh, I don't know, man. Uh, it's gonna be hard as a rookie coming in and trying to, especially the Jets, man, trying to take over the Jets. But how's their O line? I haven't. I don't. I don't pay attention to the Jets. I'll be honest. It's, it's rough. Yeah, but yes, very true, very true. He's doing his thing. But I mean, sacks though. Okay, so how long before – I'm pretty sure Robert Sala is a, is a smart man. We know this to be true. But how long before – I would assume day one. How long before they start implementing Seattle uh, protection schemes, New Orleans protection schemes? Because Zach Wilson is not a tall quarterback. So how long before – I mean, and you just talked about their offensive line. I don't know the average age uh, – excuse me, average age of their offensive line. But – I don't know how quickly that can be taught to a young team. If Jack, if Zach Wilson is tabbed to start right away, and I know I love doing stuff like this, and then people like Josh Allen prove me wrong and make me look crazy, but if Zach Wilson starts right away, I think three years from now we're going to be in the exact same situation. So I, I think their GM's name is Joe Douglas, right? That sounds familiar. You and know New York sports better than I do. And he was with Philly for a long time. And he well, – I, I, now, I, I could be talking – I, I could be wrong here, but I'm pretty sure he was with the Eagles for a minute. 
And that he, sounds right. He helped build that offensive line, which was one of the best in football up until this last year, yeah. with Jason Peters, uh, yeah, Lane, Lane Johnson, Johnson, Brandon Brooks, all Jason those guys. Kelsey. Yeah, Kels. Um, so, and I think with Gase, he had all the power, which is why the Jets were so screwed, you know. But now that he's gone, I think Douglas takes some of that power back. And him and Sala are going to build it the right way because Sala loves – they stacked on the both lines in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think th- – and I I also read that they have, like, 21 draft picks in the next two drafts <laughs> or something like that. Jeez. So, as long as they don't completely just go Jets and <laughs> like just screw all 21 of those picks up, uh, chances are I'd say there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of like, big guys added on both sides of the ball hmm. um, to help. Uh, granted, like, rookie offensive line, that's one of the toughest positions in football. Right. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Actually, I think a corner is harder, in my opinion. I think cornerback is, like, the hardest position as a rookie to get accustomed to. I think period. Like, in general, like, I, I've played different sports. I know you play different sports. I think all of us in here have played, tried different sports. Uh, trying to hit a fastball is difficult. Trying to remember plays as a quarterback is difficult. And granted, I've never played quarterback to even a collegiate level. So I can only speak to a certain degree or to a certain extent on that. I think there is nothing scarier than a wide receiver breaking off the line and you realizing it, it, it's you. Yeah. It's you, fam. It's you. It's you. It's you standing between him and the end zone. I think that's the hardest job in sports. That in tennis, for what it's worth. If anybody's ever tried to play tennis, that's a hard sport. That sport is nuts. Um, any other thoughts on Zach Wilson? Salim, you got anything? You gotta go get a receiver, right? But by your second pick in the third round, you have to have gotten a receiver, right? Yeah, because they have two first and second. So who they get for the second uh, first round pick? Uh, Good question. Good question. Where they picking at? Low twenties, probably. Oh, the twenties. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. He's not gonna be there. Who's gonna? Who's the receiver gonna be there? It's a deep draft. I don't know. I don't know. I'm really look, just look at a couple of mock drafts and tell me who's who's yeah. going around there, and we'll see what's up. Um, unfortunately, I got to start this next topic, but we will get to this whenever you, uh, whenever Celine pulls it up. Uh, you're from Houston, yes, sir. My guy, you already know. I want to live in Houston, man. I do. I want to move to Houston. Good city, so lovely city. I, <laughs> I want to go. To, I want to go to Houston. Shout out to Houston. Um, this issue we talked about it. Salim, when did we talk about talk about this? I want yeah, it was probably during the Elite Eight, maybe during the uh, Sweet Sixteen. But we were talking about it with Sam Gordon, and we said that we were gonna just wait. We were gonna play the background. We were gonna wait until more details emerge. Since then, I know me and Salim have been texting about it. We've been talking. Um, like we've said before, it doesn't look good. These these allegations about or toward Deshaun Watson do not look good. These uh, re Tell these these women retelling their stories, um, and I'll, I'll say alleged stories. Um, it's disturbing, especially if you're people like us and we don't stand for stuff like that. It it gets hard to even to even listen to. Um, not really sure where else to go with it aside from Nike and uh, Beats by Dre uh, took their um, sponsorship. sponsorship deals away from them. That's 
I think the latest news out. I think the allegations are up to 22. Um, Salim, I have two things to say about this one. I know we've talked about it the most. Um, I'm going to start with this one. The more and more that these allegations come out, if true, if true, I'm leaning more toward the side of the Texans new and covered it up. If that's the case, I think we should be in a Donald Sterling-esque ordeal. I wouldn't be surprised if the team relocates. I'll be very honest with you. And then my second thing that I'm going to say about this, and this is what can, what continues to baffle me, all of these stories are coming out, all of these stories are coming out, and then I see a Houston police department, like, they're in the headline. So I'm like, okay, cool, new news. The headline states, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but the headline essentially states the Houston police department says that they refuse to move until they see a form of evidence. And that confuses me. Because for everybody else to be talking about it the way that we're talking about it in this room right now, why is the Houston Police Department not moving? So maybe I'm wrong, but if one of these women, let's say that she had her underwear from the night, and let's say that they found traces of Deshaun Watson's DNA, and let's say that the let's say that the underwear had show 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 signs of force, whatever. Wouldn't the police react regardless of what suit, what civil suit is is being is literally in the middle of being filed? If they feel like somebody committed a crime, they're going to get that person. I don't know what my body is doing, guys. I just drank some water. If you heard that, I don't know what that was. Um, so that's the only thing. Like I said, man, I'm, I just, I, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist by no means. I'm not trying to say, oh, the black man didn't do it. I'm not trying to be that guy either. I'm just looking at the information presented to me. That's it. <laughs> and the fact that the city, or that the that the police in the city are saying that they haven't, that they're even confused, while they haven't seen evidence. I think by nature that's going to confuse us, right? As a Houston native, what's been the talk down there? Man, I, people just don't want to believe it. That's really the biggest thing because, like, when I first, like, was got heavy on Deshaun, he was uh, we got at Clemson, mm-hmm. and, you know, he was winning the national championship and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I love this dude. Like, love how he plays and stuff like that. And then when it comes out, we had the 10 pick uh, that year. And when it comes out, like, oh, I think we're getting Deshaun. I think we're getting Deshaun. I'm getting the hell excited. My dad's like, why are you getting excited? And I was like, you don't understand. This is that dude. Like, <laughs> Nick, I mean, what, what's what, not Nick? Dabo Sweeney literally said, this is Michael Jordan on the, the field. Football, like, you right. feel like you, you, this is the guy you want. And then that is like, oh, whatever. whatever. And, you know, it's funny now because today my dad's like, you know, if Deshaun decides to go to any other team with, you know, a little bit of pieces he can lead him to the Super Bowl. Yes. And it's just like, man, it's just like dude worked with the community, it did all that stuff and you know, it's just 
never showed any problem or any problematic, you know, t- towards anybody. You know, and then all of a sudden, all this stuff started coming out. It right. was, like, kind of hard to believe in a big pill to swallow, you feel me? Mm. So. Got from um, Yeah, man, it's... I don't know how to, out of place this is to say, but when all this stuff came out, it infuriated me that Ben Roethlisberger is still playing and starting for an NFL team. You know? Celine? Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan of that stuff. Me neither. I've got a lot of shit to say about that, but I'll, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get in there. But it's a link. And my whole thing is, and like I said before, guys, you guys already know we're again talk that talk media. I don't need to go into it. The show is called what it's called for a reason. And of course, like I said, guys, we toe the line and we say things that are borderline. You know what I mean? Controversial, but we usually always keep it respectful. And I know a lot of people may sound, may hear this and be like, "Was that a?" Was that a, a a dig that Salim just took it uh, at Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah. It was, <laughs> and the reason why we allow things like that is because to this day, I don't understand why anytime Michael Vick is brought up, dog fighting follows. So, if that's the case, how come anytime Ben Roethlisberger is brought up, if Salim says bathroom, why does everybody react the way that they react? That's another story for for another day. But th- again, these are the reasons why. What Tyler just said is very important. You can continue your point. I'm sorry, brother. No, you're good. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So, Justice, you're you're an H Town sports fan, right? Yes, sir. I know. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> so you you gotta you gotta speak for your fellow uh, Houston natives. Has any city gone through a rougher three year stretch of sports, professional sports, than man, I Houston? I think just the the city in general. Like we're just going through yeah. so much over the there, bro. Like. Hurricanes or snowstorms and fucking it's just like bro, it's bad. But uh, just sports related wise, it's just like like uh, when I say I'm very passionate about you know sports and you know uh, watching sports and doing stuff like that. When I say that, like when I'm home, like my dad doesn't like watching the game with me because I'm screaming at the top of my lungs, like <laughs> punching the air. He's like, "What are you doing?" Like, like that's how much I love watching it, and it's just so infuriating watching. We're, we're winning a game, and next thing you know, we're giving up seven turnovers in the last four minutes. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, we just figured out a way to lose or figure out a way to just be bad. And I'm like, why? <laughs> we have good players. Like, I'm like, we're, we're like last with the Texans, and we have the uh, the passing leader of the uh, of the whole NFL. And I'm just like, hmm. we can't. We have the passing leader, but we can't score the ball. Like, that's, that doesn't make any sense. It was just. Yeah, man. Uh, Bill, o- don't get me started on Bill O'Brien. <laughs> don't get me started on Bill O'Brien. And I'm just uh, and the Astros. Uh, I haven't really watched a lot of baseball, but I know they're still getting a lot of uh, heat for the yes the asterisk. But I mean, at the end of the day, we still won it. So <laughs> no, we're not doing that. <laughs> no, no, we're not letting you get that off. I'm gonna get that one. <laughs> we're not letting you get that one off. So here's here's my thing. We've been trying to figure out for the longest, and I think Celine might be onto something. Salim tries to go all the way back to Yao and T-Mac, and he's on to something, but I want to say that you guys broke it for a little bit after that. We've been trying to figure out, and this is what this guy was basically kind of walking you into, so thank you for that. We're trying to figure out when did the city of Houston's bad luck in sports start? So we were going back to the Astros World Series title, and I think Salim may be right. I think, uh, Salim said 27 straight missed threes. Oh. 
and I think it starts there. Oh, hey, look, man, I'm, I'm a Miami sports fan. I'm a Miami sports fan. I'm going to go a game before that, and I'm going to say CP3's hamstring. When he hurt oh, his hamstring, worse, yeah. I think that might have just it it shifted everything. Just, yeah, it changed the the, the morale of it. <laughs> the energy just went down. Yeah, it was just. I, I said something. I was like, you know, CP3. I asked him, you know, you guys can go down and watch the tape. Like, Iguodala was out too. I'm like, oh, 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 that's two shows in a row that somebody said that. Yes. Whose back was super stiff? He yeah. even he even he even so said his back was stiff for like two years. You know, people are like, oh well, he was out, so it's kind of like a walk. No. No. Chris Paul was probably at like his closest peak. prime. Yeah, he was. That might have been the last year of his peak. Yeah, it was. Yeah. The way he was playing in that series was. He was, was giving Steph fits. Yeah. Yeah, he was shimming it in his face. <laughs> yeah. He was giving Steph fits. Please stop. How does that even equate? Hey, man, somebody, honestly, does that sound about right? <laughs> it's, it's between the 27 mix three, too, because I watched that game, mm-hmm. and you don't understand the despair. Like, it literally, <laughs> like, lifted out of me. I'm like, I'm a Houston Rocket fan. I'm watching my team miss 27 straight threes. And I got to go to my friends who I talk mess and talk shit to. And they're going to come to me and, like, you know, oh, you, your team losing. No, you, you, you can't shoot a three. You can't shoot one three-pointer. And you have James Harden on your team. Like, he, he went 0 for 12. Like, come on. And I, I am – Justice, I can only picture what you're going through. Hearing people get passionate about their team is just funny to me. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm a Pacers fan, so I don't think <laughs> I've been happy since like 2011. I don't know. Uh, I, you say you're a Pacers fan? Can we talk about the Rockets? <laughs> can we get I back to what we're doing? No, so, <laughs> Justice, I can only picture the agony that you're going through because Relax. I was a Warriors hater, and I found I, I literally took a step back and like <laughs> in another reality, I'm like, why am I screaming at Gerald Green right yeah. now? <laughs> I was like, what? wow, I'm invested in this shit. Dude. I was like, Jail Green, you're wide open in the corner. Are you fucking kidding me? No, honestly, again, I was, I was, I'm going to say it now. We just said Houston. I'm going to go ahead and do it. You guys know Inglewood, California, the land. Westchester High School, Trevor Reza was on that team as well. I don't know, fam. I'm Every time Trevor had an open three, I was like, oh, damn. All right. So I, I think everybody was like, as a collective watching that game, like, at what point did you watch the game and you was like, this can't be serious? Because as a Pacer fan, for instance, I, I've watched getting to, the, to a game seven with Miami and then all of a sudden, every game closed. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Miami wins by 28. Yeah. And I'm sitting there by the second quarter and I'm like, fam, it's just, I'm just, I'm just going, I'm along for the ride at this point. Yeah. At what point was you just like, it's just, it's, it's, it's not our night. Well, so my dad says this thing. It's like, if you're a, a basketball team that lives by the three, you're going to die by the three. And, what was making me mad is that we were missing the threes early, mm-hmm. which was, I mean, which happened. Like, I was like, okay, whatever. And we were still missing them. I'm like, damn, we're not even miss- making our threes. But we were still trying to be in the game, and we still had a chance to be in the game. But instead of trying to take those chances and get easy layups, which James Harden does that <laughs> with ease, right? <laughs> right. Instead of doing that, they're shooting contested threes. And 
That was Eric Gordon. That's P.J. Tucker. I'm thinking about just so many three-point shooters on that team. I'm just thinking, like, Gerald Green was on that team. Oh, was there, too. I'm like, what is going on? Like, this this is embarrassing. Salim, so I think you might have won, bro. I don't know what you win, but uh, I think you might – a Houston native may have just confirmed for you. 27 straight threes may be the start of the bad luck, bro. He said – Salim is shaking his head like, what are you going to do? What are you going to (laughs) do? Um, again, shout out to Center for the Young and Gifted, which will be a trilingual early childhood education center, which will teach English, Spanish, and Mandarin. Of course, Mandarin is the fastest growing business language. They will teach anybody from six weeks to six years of age. And of course, they will serve all of Los Angeles County and the surrounding areas. All information will be on their new website, which will launch on Saturday, May 1st, along with the availability for their summer program. Um, <coughs> second hour, Salim. We're talking about the national championship games. We're talking about Hubert Davis in North Carolina. I wasn't expected to talk about Sean Miller, but we're talking about Sean Miller. Um, we're going to talk UNLV basketball. We're going to talk a little bit of UNLV volleyball as well. Some, some big news took place um, Sunday after the radio show. So I want to talk about that. If we can, we'll get into some VGK as well. Sounds good? Sounds good. So we're going to end this first hour a little early. But again, guys, stay with us. 11 o'clock, we will be bringing you guys hour number two of Talk That Talk. Perfect timing. Talk That Talk radio show records live from the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino from the largest superbook in the world for over 50 years, formerly known as the largest hotel in the world for nearly a decade, the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Celine, read that paper. I'm going to do it in one second. The Westgate... Las Vegas Resort and Casino just started, or actually, I said that back. We're in month two of their baseball season's wins challenge. Salim has the papers right there in front of him. You guys can come into this Westgate uh, Superbook, which is located at 3000 Paradise Road, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89109. Any teller at any window can let you guys know anything that you need to know about the baseball season's wins challenge. Salim, any of those numbers on there pop off to you? I know the Dodgers over under is 103. Very high. That's the highest, no? Yeah. Okay. All right. Any other numbers pop off real quick? Give me the Houston Astros number just because Justice just walked in. Over. Definitely over. Definitely over. What's up, Jay? Uh, I'm not really a, a baseball fan like dude, but, but uh, I'm definitely taking the Astros. To do whatever. So whatever you're saying, <laughs> uh, the opposite of. All so right, if, if That's for the Astros, then yeah. So I was saying that the Astros are going to win more than 88 games. So if you want to do the opposite, yeah, they're, they're winning gonna, all of them. T- undefeated. I'm not. I think that, I think they're already not. I heard uh, 58 and a half. They might win like 40 games, bro. Yeah. This one guy, I, I follow the sportsbook subreddit. And this one guy's like, the best betting advice is always fading the Pittsburgh Pirates. That is the easiest money you'll ever make in your life. I'm like, damn, are they ba- that bad? And I'm like, yeah, they're bro, a bad they team. are bad. They are they're a bad team. What is Giancarlo making a year? <laughs> yeah, what is Giancarlo making by himself? Like, like 41 by himself. Garrett Cole, dude. <laughs> yes. Like Trevor Bauer, everybody. Um. Let's hop in uh, college basketball. Was it no water? What happened? Oh yeah, so they're they're all close to the other one down there too. They're closed. Yeah. They, they What's today? Like signs. Wednesday. Well, to me, it was like two weeks ago. 
Yeah, why are they closing that bar? They're not supposed to close. What bar do you know in Vegas that closed? Uh, Shout out to the Westgate. I, I was confused. I didn't know that. Maybe I just <laughs> didn't get that memo. Um, should I start college basketball or, or volleyball? Where should I go, Saloon? Volleyball? All right, so let's do volleyball really quick. Uh, you guys know, I think we started the show by saying that Celine's favorite team is the women's basketball team. My favorite team on this campus is the uh, women's volleyball team. And Don Sullivan has come in, and in three seasons, didn't even get a season last year. So in three seasons, she shifted the entire culture of UNLV volleyball. So the team was in the NAIA two seasons ago. That was my last season, I believe, covering the team. And now, after last season and not playing, in a shortened field, the NCAA tournament this year for volleyball went from 64 teams to 48 teams. And UNLV is one of those 48 teams. So when you hear March Madness, most people don't think volleyball, right? Well, that's the only Rebels that actually got the chance to see some March Madness. Uh, their game is on the 14th, so their game is a week away. It is next Wednesday at 4 p.m. in Omaha against Illinois State. The winner plays Kentucky the day after, again at 4 p.m. Uh, I don't even know if there's any really anything for us to talk about, aside from I'm going to reach out to Jeff Seal, shout out to Jeff, and see if we can get Don Sullivan on for Sunday show. Sound solid? About it. That's about Sounds it. Solid. Uh, what else do I want to give? What else do I want to give? In case you guys didn't know, uh, Justice knows for sure because I did the story on Tony Sanchez. Um, I I do coaching spotlights, so um, we brought the idea to the paper, and the idea was basically just to tell a coach's story. Everybody feels like <laughs> everybody wants to play Monday morning quarterback or armchair hair head coach when it comes to these different sports and they always feel like they know what's best. I think it's interesting that people need to know, for instance, Tony Sanchez's history at Bishop Gorman. I think it's interesting that people know that Don Sullivan was an All-American at Kansas State as a volleyball player for four seasons. So when you look at this volleyball head coach, this is a player who was a, a beast in her own right. So I definitely want to talk to Don Sullivan. Um, again, one of, the, one of the best interviews on this campus. Um, so now we can move into college basketball. Salim, again, you can you control this conversation. Am I staying local first? Am I going to the national championships, or am I going to coaches? We can start local. Local? Let's do it. So if we're not talking UNLV football, let's talk UNLV basketball. Get the batteries out first. <laughs> Damn. Like, do you see what I got to – this is what I got to live with, bro. Um – I shouldn't be laughing. I'm sorry, guys. All right. All right. Let me get back to it. Uh, three transfers added to UNLV. Royce Ham Jr. from Texas. Salim, have you tried to pronounce this person's name? Victor's last name? Uh, Victor Iwakor. Iwakor. Okay. Victor Iwakor uh, from Oklahoma and then Jordan McCabe from West Virginia. Salim, you have the notes up for me for each player. You want to go ahead and give us the rundown for each one?
I thought it was Makabe. You got me? I didn't have anything to say before that, but now I have something to say because you just said that. Remember when Joel uh, and Tom Way left UNLV and he didn't play his first season at Texas Tech because C.J. Osselberger wanted him. So clearly he had to sit out a year of eligibility. He wasn't releasing him, essentially. Wait, really? Yes. That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that. I was about... I was about 0. .2 seconds away from getting right into my next point. He said, "Really? Yeah, man. I didn't if the know. if the if the current coach that comes in doesn't release the student, and this is somebody who can talk about it better than I can, yeah. But from my knowledge, if the co- uh, coach that's coming in doesn't release the student, mm-hmm. and it's not a mutual thing, you have to sit out of here. Dude, the NCAA is on some bullshit. I thought we already knew that. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> I thought we already knew that. Damn. Some of the things that I've said on here I don't think is, is very appealing to their ears, but whatever. I, it's just a, that's a weird league, fam. Is that a league? Yeah, it's a league. No, not G League. I'm talking uh, about the NCAA. Uh, oh, no, that's a... They're a non-profit. Yeah. <laughs> Lamelo Ball said, hey, catch me in Australia. <laughs> fam, Brandon right. Jennings was like, dog. Doing it right. Everybody is like, I'm out of here. Um, so is it concerning to any of you guys that these three, I have plenty of places where I can take it. All three of these teams are from the big 12. Does it concern any of you guys that none of their coaches wanted them or granted their release? And maybe that's a horrible thing to say, but (laughs) talk to me, Celine. What are the numbers? (laughs) Tyler, shut up. I don't know, Justice. I don't know, fam. Tyler's career, he had an average of 1.9 points a game. Okay. Taking from that last year, 2.7 three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then last year, he had 11 points a game. He's getting better. I think he was getting better. I can't do this, man. I, I can't like, do I this. I don't know what you want me to say, bro. Oh, he's taking the Nerlens Noel route over here. The Bobby Porter. Not Bobby. Tony Snow. <laughs> I do know that Jordan Maccabe or Macab, I don't want to be wrong. I think it's Maccabe. Uh led West Virginia in assists his freshman year. I do know that. Uh, he doesn't care. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Give me the last one. We're not doing this to Jordan. Give me the last one and we getting out of here. We getting out of here. <laughs> Tyler said, "Ooh." <laughs> Tyler said, "Oh, over under three and a half. <laughs> I'm gonna go under. Oh. Under. What you got, Selene? Let's go. We just won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Selene? That uh, facial expression was everything. Uh, <laughs> got it. Get it. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Throw it up and catch it. <laughs> okay. Jesus." Okay, respectable. <laughs> best year, his best year was as a freshman, and he averaged 5.8 points a game. Yes, point guard numbers right there. True point. He had 32% shooting that year, uh, 34% from three. Okay, okay. That's, not, that's not bad. Okay. And uh, 74% from the line. So, I mean, so he's got worse. Yeah, yeah, no, he's got significantly worse. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's been 
flipped it right in. <laughs> All right, so y'all. Re- <laughs> 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 I really, I thought not doing I'm not, I can't do this. You know what this reminds me of? I did an Instagram live. Well, shout out to Mike Hughes and Gabe McCoy. I did an Instagram live with both of them, and we were, uh, this was, might have been right during when the pandemic hit, and we were talking about uh, the draft process. And I was speaking to them about going to being football players and trying to change the culture on a campus uh, that's just so rich with basketball history. Mike Hughes said it with a straight face. He was like, well, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, not like they was putting pressure on us. Not like they was winning. What do you? It's like when the Lakers do, signed Lowell Dang, Timothy Mozgov, and oh, I remember that song. KCP, I remember that song. and they're like, "Yep." And that's when the Western <laughs> Conference Finals. That's yeah. when Palinka oh, was what? like, "Yep." That's like when uh, Moses or related <laughs> signing KCP to like a like a something big in the Bible. And Laker fans like, "What?" It was like KCP <laughs> is gonna do this for us. <laughs> Shout out to KCP. He actually played a big role in that. In that, uh, uh-huh. yes, he did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Defensively wise, yeah. He had a couple. He had he had the threes that Danny Green wasn't yeah. making. I, I okay. want nice oh, yeah, guys. I don't give a shit about nice. I don't give a shit about how nice they are, <laughs> off the court. But nice. uh, so, okay, so let, let's do this. Let's be nice this way. Could it be that these numbers drastically improve because they're leaving Mountain, or excuse me, leaving Big Twelve competition and they're coming to Mountain West competition? Yeah, absolutely not. Because we saw what happened with David Jenkins. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. He said, "Don't do that." All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but his free throw average is gonna yeah, be crazy. Exactly. God help Las Vegas. Let's go. Why are you guys More like shift. this? Why are you guys like this? I'm just using the facts and making thesis. And I really want to coach the UNLV men's basketball team. I really give Kevin Kruger a ring. I really want to, dude. <laughs> I would pay to see that. I would pay to see that. I would come here every week and just blast them. I would absolutely pay I'd to see that. I'd be like, that. yeah, we suck, Terrell. We can't guard, can't <laughs> shoot, can't drive. They're trying. I, I've seen. We're working on dribbling. Like, when I when I watched <laughs> this, I didn't watch a lot of the basketball games and stuff like that. Uh, not, I, just, I just didn't, didn't want to or whatever. Wasn't but, uh, interested? No, it's not I wasn't interested. I just, you know, I was always busy with football and stuff like that. It was just, Smart so man. it was always hard. Good answer. But uh, when I did watch uh, some of the games, like, I. Like I see, like there's talent on the team. There's, like they got, like they got that that Hamilton dude, Bryce that, Hamilton. He, he, can, yeah. he can ball. I, and I hope uh, I saw that he uh, declared. Mm-hmm. And I uh, and I hope you don't even need your agent, bro. Just go and do, get your money, bro. But uh, like I don't know. It's just uh, it's just your rocket things. highlights are on. Oh yeah, you know better than the Jazz. Shout out KO. <laughs> uh, he know who he is. Yes, shout out to KO. Uh, Rockets going to the finals for sure, for sure. All right, next topic. <laughs> um, speaking of, jeez, uh, Louise, man, let's go to the national title games. Let's just do it. Let's just get out of here. Um, if you listen to this show on Sunday, which I really hope you did, you would be a richer person because I said take Baylor and I said take Arizona. So Arizona covered their ticket. Baylor clearly covered theirs. Celine, you want to start with the women's national title game? Let's start with it. Stanford as a whole, we 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 talked about this team already. We we seen Stanford, I want to say December, maybe December, maybe January. Uh, this UNLV women's basketball team played Stanford, and we said if nothing else, 
regardless of how the season shakes out for UNLV, they played a Final Four team. Now we see that they've played the national champions. Did you watch the? Excuse me. Did you watch the national title game? I didn't watch it either. Either. Okay. What? Uh, who, who am I up here with? <laughs> so <laughs> what is what's going on now? So the game for me, uh, Stanford was favored by four and a half. Okay. So for me, I'm thinking of it as betting numbers because I don't necessarily have a dog in a fight. So I'm thinking of it if I'm betting on both of these games and I have Baylor and I have, um, excuse me, if I have Baylor and I have. Arizona, I'm taking the two underdogs. So, in looking at it, all we need to see is the way that that they play. Now, Justice, I don't know if you're going to admit this being a uh, being a, a player, but are there certain games where even if let, let's say UNLV tomorrow plays Ohio State, is there a game where clearly you're not at home? Like, oh, dog, we about to lose this game. But is there a way to where? Your takeaway is we know that this team may be bigger than us. We know that this team may be better than us. Whatever the case may be, we can't look like this. Or we can't go out looking like this. Is that ever a thought process in a player's mind? I mean, I mean, I, I think so. Because just think about, like, uh, like uh, when Alabama plays, like a, a, a D1 FCA or uh, FCA or whatever. But uh, it's just a uh, – you know, some players are not on the team for the right reasons, and uh, mm. and even those players get a chance to play. So now they get a chance to be on the field and be like, "Oh shit, I don't want to look bad against uh, fucking Mac Jones throwing deep right. on me or something like that." So, but uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. some of them do, not all of them. So like, I go out there, I'm like, I don't care who's out there, bro. I'm about to. Oh, not nah, most definitely, most mm-hmm. definitely. But, uh, I think the thing for me that I'm, I guess I'm more so trying to get at is when. You you see a game not go your way, and it could be a blow, whatever the case may be. Let's say it's a twenty point loss. Yeah, However, like you just said, fighting to the end. Yeah. You fight to the end, cool. If I see halfway through the we're talking about uh, um, national women's national title game, so halfway through the third quarter, if I see my team stop fighting, all right, now I have questions about who I'm even here with, who who I'm even at in this in this battle with, in this war with. That's what I want to talk about from the v- outset of this game. I don't know about you guys, but if you go back and watch this game, I want you guys to question who was playing like the number one when the game started. And I would love to say as much as anything, that Arizona team took on the energy, took on the uh, personality of their head coach. Yeah, I saw that for sure. And that's all I can say. That's all I can say. So to see that, to see them fall short by a point, and for whatever it's worth, you can talk about McDonald's last second uh, shot. I don't think it was a three. Surrounded by three players. I mean, you you're you're a Houston fan. I'm gonna keep going back to that. This goes back to maybe two years ago. If James Harden is taking your last shot, but it's over three people, do you kind of want that shot, or do you want him passing the ball to PJ Tucker in the corner? Yeah. So we, me and Salim have had this argument a million different times. We're, I think we're kind of on the same side. I'm going to go back to Kevin Durant really quick with Oklahoma City. Game six, cool. Clay was, Clay was doing Clay. You can still point to moments and say, all right, maybe you shouldn't have done that, Katie. Maybe you could have done this. Game seven, those back-to-back plays, when he passed the ball to Andre Roberson that second time, 
I said, KD, you got to die with that shot, bro. You just got to die. If you miss it, you miss it. I'm not giving you the ball again. I'm just not doing it. First quarter, cool. Second quarter, bet. Third quarter, maybe. Fourth quarter, no. You're not getting this ball, fam. So, I like it. I kind of like the last second shot by McDonald. Um... I mean, it's literally for me, that's the equivalent of going out on your sword. So, this next one, this Baylor-Gonzaga game that Justice literally just watched pretty much from outside of what the first six, seven minutes of the game, you pretty much watched the rest of it. Yeah. Pure domination by Baylor. Yeah. What do y'all put in the water in Texas? Uh, <laughs> that that sauce. Y'all got something different. First of all, <laughs> you've traveled. Yeah. Have you ever seen bugs like the bugs in Texas? Boy, oh my. You're going to see some big, <laughs> big ass moths, boy. <laughs> like, I have never been attacked, been attacked by dragonflies in yeah, my life yeah. until I went Crickets, to Dallas. And I was like, what is going shit. on? And they're so loud, too. Like, they just make all the noise at Damn. night, bro. They don't. They aren't. A, they aren't afraid of windows. <laughs> like, they'll. They will. They will back into a window, back up, and be like. No, nah, I'm gonna try this again. You talking about a window? <laughs> They're not afraid of shoes or bug spray. They ain't afraid of shit. <laughs> Start uh, trying to uh, pay rent, motherfucker. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Oh my gosh! I promise you, I've seen the biggest dragonfly in my life in Texas. Like it's it's horrific. Dragonflies fly around like 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 mosquitoes out like, there. It's the like craziest birds. thing in the world. <laughs> They're just out there. Where did we start this conversation with? Oh, Baylor. Baylor. Um. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to be a homer, and I'm going to start somewhere that I probably shouldn't. I'm going to start with Jonathan Chamwa Chachua. Did I just say it the wrong way? I don't think so. I think no, I think I did say it the right way. You're, thank you. Um, JTT <coughs> is a Marvin Menzies recruit. Former Rebel. <coughs> Rebels. I'm going to just let that breathe for a second. Only because that means that Regardless of what JTT does the rest of his career, he's a champion. <laughs> he's definitely a champion. So Marvin Menzies has coached JTT, who is a national champion, and he's coached Pascal Siakam, who's an NBA champion. Why did we fire Marvin Menzies again? I can't well, how put much my finger yeah, on how it. Much time do <laughs> how much time do you want to spend on this? Cause we I can can't. Put my finger on it. <laughs> It'll come to me later. <laughs> It'll come to me. I'm not worried about it. Um, So, Sam said it. I don't think I'm going to call Sam right now, but Sam said it before. And he was talking about Drew Timmy. And there was only one other time during this tournament run that I was like, Drew Timmy is going to have an issue. And that was USC. And Drew Timmy didn't have an issue. <laughs> so, I didn't know what to, t- what, to t- what to take away from that. So... I have to go back and listen to last week's show. I really hope I got it out, but it may have sounded like a joke. When Sam said who's going to stop J- or Drew Timmy, I think my joke was even JTT. But when you look at the way that Baylor defended them, there's no way you're going to stop a collegiate player like Drew Timmy by yourself. So whether it's Flo Thamba, whether it's Mark Vito, whether it's JTT, you're throwing different bodies at him. <clears throat> Excuse me. And before this, uh, before we actually started recording, me and Justice was in here talking, and we were speaking about switches and switching. Salim, did you watch the game? The Baylor-Gonzaga game. So you know where we're going now. 
the guards from Baylor, any time that they called a pick and roll and they saw Drew Timmy switch, what did you see? <laughs> I love Celine so much, bro. Be nice. I'm not doing this. Okay. No, like, <laughs> like, there's guys, there's guys who are, like, especially in college basketball, who, who like, you see play, and you're, like, you're a good <clears throat> basketball player. You can't, but you, you can't, you can't do it. Like, it's not, like, an insult. That sounded like an insult. It, I mean, it came off like a, <laughs> but I get what you're saying, though. I don't know, man. You could join Kevin Kruger in Belgium. <laughs> oh, oh, our Belgian Jordan. I don't know if you know, but Kevin Kruger, our new head basketball coach for UNLV uh, men's basketball, won a championship in Belgium. Really? So I just want to. Okay. We got championship pedigree. Blood. We got the blood coming in. I'm telling you, it's yeah. a pedigree. It's, it's, a, it's, it's the pedigree. It has to be. I'm excited. We'll see. Salim and these, and these random facts are great. Again, shout out to Center for the Young and Gifted before we get too far into the second hour. Again, shout out to Center for the Young and Gifted, as always. I don't know the last time I was even in a school where they taught three languages that I actually cared about, but that's another topic. So shout out to the Center for Young and Gifted. English, Mandarin, and Spanish. Can I show up? This is uh, Tati, I'm going to text you or something. Can I want to know, can I learn Mandarin? Uh, that's something. Salim, what you got? Very true. Yeah, because where does it get you? I can give you a scenario right now, though, but, I mean, I, I don't want to be this guy. What? Yeah, but you have seen four-year guys that get to the league, and you're like, fam. How? Yeah, like, for what it's worth, Jalen Brunson played four years at Villanova. Went late in the second round, but, again, no offense. I don't want to be like seem like this guy. I'm going to talk about Texas, sorry. But Jared Culver, I, I think he was a great college player. Texas had a Texas Tech had a great run. What did he go, six? Yeah. Fam. I still have stock. I still have stock on Jared Culver. Island. He needs to bulk up. He's 6'7", 180. That's great. But go to 200, which I'm sure that's something that he's in the middle of doing. But – I think he's. I think he has majority of his potential was defensively, and that's where I'm gonna leave it. Donovan Mitchell, they. Oh, okay. I was thinking about Donovan Mitchell because I was talking. About, I want to talk about his draft stock. So I. You saying the talent level was just different? Yeah, it was I just. Mean, So I have a question for you, and I and since Justice didn't watch the game until uh, just now, now I can ask you as well. 
we didn't hear it because we were we were listening to uh what was it Phoenix in Utah. We were watching the Baylor Gonzaga game. Salim, you watched it. I need to know if you heard, and I need to know if you saw Corey Kispert at all. Do anything. No, Foul somebody. <laughs> This is at least a second, maybe the third time that I just watched this game, and I'm going to second it once again. And he didn't play well the first ten minutes. No, he didn't. And he still had, like, a really good second. Really good game. He's the only reason why that game wasn't at a You know what's funny? I just asked you what did I – um what do y'all put in the water in Texas? And you've blocked – for some of the best running backs to come out of Texas. And two in particular that I'm going to name right now, shout out to Lex Thomas. What's up, what up, Lightning? Big Lex And Xavier Campbell. What up, X? Yes, sir. I did the story on Lex, and there was no way I wasn't going to do that story and not talk about the Houston connection or the Texas connection in general. So when I made those those Texas ties – I looked at both of them, and I was like, both running backs, both from Texas. What does it come from? X was like, I think this literally comes from growing up and being outside with no shoes on and everybody wanting to be the running back. So what I get from Texas, anytime I talk to anybody from Texas, I get a sense of community. And that's exactly what I get when I look at this Baylor team. I look at uh, Macy Oteague. I look at Jared Butler. I look at so many different players and so many different pieces on this team. Uh, I look up. I look at head coach Scott Drew. Um, I think it's impossible not to not to root for a team like this, right? Salim, you got anything else? It ended up being a sixteen point loss for Gonzaga. Uh, no longer perfect. What up? Mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like – and I like Corey Kispert, and I know I'm going to sound like a hater, guys, but I'm not letting him get away from this. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I don't think I heard his name. Sounds like a future Sacramento King. <laughs> Even worse about that is he played for 39 years. <laughs> we are live, and, like, we are recording. These, are, these, these, are, these mics are hot. Sorry. It does sound like a future Sacramento. <laughs> All right, continue. My bad, Salim. Yeah, man. Willie Collins. This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work for me. <laughs> this ain't gonna work. All right, guys. I don't know. I have lost control of this show, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. About thirty minutes from now, we'll be out of here. Um, Gonzaga falls a game short of. Yeah, and, and okay, so you're where I'm at. All right, so I'm gonna name a bunch of teams. All right, you ready? You ready? I'm about to have so much fun with this. Are you ready? All right, bet. Let's do it. The entire Chargers organization, don't say anything. The LA Clippers, Gonzaga, Gonzaga basketball. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. What do those three things have in common? 
I was gonna say, no like, matter what the offseason conversation is, we know who's not gonna win it. <laughs> Doesn't matter what's said about him beforehand. I've never been high on the Chargers, and I love LT. I want to ask you a separate conversation. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna talk about top five running backs shortly. Ooh. Um. Oh, I can't wait to talk to an office alignment about this. This is great. Um, I love LT. I've never bet on the Chargers. I bet on the Clippers last year, and look what happened. Like I told Sam this year, all year while Sam was talking, I was looking at Sam, and I was like, fam, Texas. Fam, Baylor. Anybody not named Gonzaga. And he was like, well, why, why, why? And I told him it was like, I feel like you should tell me why you think they're going to win. More so than I should tell you why I think they're going to lose. Because history's on my side. So I don't even know what – I don't even know if this is a question, if this is just a statement that I just want to bring up. I don't know if those three teams ever win one. And you said Clippers, Gonzaga, and, and the Chargers. Chargers. Shit, I mean, the Clippers, I mean, they got a realistic chance. If they catch the Lakers in the first round and for some reason LeBron and AD aren't 100%. But they we saw them lose to Denver last year. Yeah. I mean, that's true. How do I know if the if the Clippers get picked third, how do I know that Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard doesn't cook them if he's still six? I don't know that. I don't. Well, Damian Lillard is a historically poor playoff performer outside of a few game winners. True, but he historically cooks uh, Patrick Beverly yeah. every time and, he sees uh, him. Paul and, Paul and Paul George. And Paul George. Pandemic P, baby. Let's go. Oh, we're not doing that, though. We're not doing that, though. We got we to gotta shout him out real quick. Oh, man. And I think the Chargers can make some noise while Herbert's still on a rookie contract. If they could just load up everywhere else yeah. while they're paying him cheap. I love that you continue to go through all of this because I swear I love the fact that I brought this up because I'm not budging. I'm not budging about neither <laughs> one of the things you just mentioned. I don't know. The Chargers might. I don't, the thing is about the Chargers is that they have the talent. I don't know why they just don't win games. Because hmm. Keenan Allen is, like, one of the best receivers in the league. And he's so tired of and losing. Yeah, yeah, and they have a great running attack. Yeah, Mike Williams uh, and their defense, and when defense healthy, is nice. Yeah, when is healthy, healthy, is healthy, especially their DBs, they can Derwin really James, do yeah. well. But it's just, I don't like know, they're always they hurt. Yeah. Derwin is in. Is Derwin not in Tennessee? No, no. Right, Who did they send to Tennessee? Can we can we look up Tennessee secondary, please? Uh, Thank Fowler. you, bro. Is it King? No. Uh, Who the hell is it? Desmond King. Casey Hayward. Desmond King. What did Michael Bell do? Malcolm Butler, please. I don't want to say Arizona. Wait, where does Casey Hayward play? It is in Arizona. Whatever place he caught that uh, that pick. No, Seattle. It was in. It was in. It was Super Bowl in Arizona, though. Yeah, yeah. He he went to Arizona. Where does Casey Hayward play? Is he we got Salim fingers going today. My bad, brother. I respect it. He's over here going crazy. Yeah, he is. Casey Hayward's a free agent. Oh yeah, that's a good like if. Texans, let's That's go. Hey, no, Houston, wait, Texans. hey, Green Bay Packers, no. hey, what? like, you, get the, hey. Like, what are y'all, but you signed Kevin King. Did you see us resign That's Kevin King? That's another almost right there. You didn't add them. That's <laughs> no, 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 no. I have to say that one. Okay, so I do want to bring up something since we were talking about the Chargers. <laughs> since we were talking about the Chargers, I want to bring this up really quick. Everybody in this room give me an answer except for Justice. 
We saw Justin Herbert win uh, Officer Rookie of the Year, right? Did any of you guys pay attention to Oregon Twitter? No. All right, so Oregon Twitter was trying to figure out why Justin Herbert didn't look like that in college. That was crazy. You want to tell me the thing? What you got? They had him running like a Marcus Mariota type offense. That's exactly what he had uh, him running. Yeah, I'm like, I actually, that's what I thought Herbert was going to be a bust. That's what, that's what I said. I what I said. Like, when he was coming out, said everyone's that. like, like, so people that's are like, that's why I said what I said. Yeah, everybody said that. Like, they like, yeah, I was like, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Yeah. Hey. But see, I thought Dwayne Haskins yeah, was gonna be a crazy. dog. See, like I'm. Don't don't come to me asking for NFL quarterback. No, I don't know. I'll, you're not wrong. No, they're, they're coming out in different breeds now. Like quarterback, they're now. different. I'm not off that Dwayne Haskins train yet. Uh, he went to a, he went to well, organization. I still, to, dude, I still have stock on Jared Culver. I'll stop stock on somebody else. I forgot who it was. It's some, like, random ass. I, I, if I told you guys some of the quarterbacks that I put stock into, I'm going to say two names, and Justice is probably never going to talk to me about football again, but I thought Blake Bortles and Blaine Gabbert were going to be good quarterbacks. <laughs> well, hold on, hold on. I'll give <laughs> – Give me give me Blaine Gabbert. Give me Blaine Gabbert. From Missouri? Okay, all right. I'll, I'll give you Bortles. Hold on, Bortles? Yeah. Bortles? Because that – that uh, what year was it? What Was it – 16? When they went that, when they 16? went to the 17. 17, 17, and they had that playoff drive, they Blake Bortles was playing. He was I ain't going hooping, Blake hooping. Bortles, bro. Got out, <laughs> I can't go. Bro. That's a big bang. Got outplayed by uh, Blake Bortles. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Baker Mayfield, but hey. <laughs> Where are now? Who, Big Ben? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, Blake. <laughs> I'm going to say. Uh, bro, when no, he started crying in the postgame, I was yeah. laughing so hard. Blake Bortles. Uh, Salim, can you ch- check that one more time for me? Blake that? Bortles. Um, where is he at now? I think he's on Texas. Yeah, he's a backup for somebody. The Rams, right? That's where he was. Oh, and then he went to Denver? Oh, really? Somebody assigned him. Most definitely, which says a lot. Um, Shit, Mark Sanchez still got jobs. Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Just waiting for that. And guys, again, when Trey Lance goes off the board and everybody tells you guys who he reminds you of, disregard all of it because the only answer is Colin Kaepernick, just with a bigger arm. Don't worry about it. Um, By the way, one last tidbit. I know I don't know Jackson about college quarterbacks, but if you draft Zach Wilson over Justin Fields, you're a fucking idiot. You said Zach Wilson over Justin Fields. Justin Fields is getting the Sean Watson. Zach Wilson over uh, yeah. over Justin. Yeah. You guys like what's over Justin yeah, Fields? Uh, Why? Talk to me. It was just it, let's compare this one this one thing. Okay. There was this one play, this one throw they both did, and they were both rolling out, right? Mm-hmm. So Justin he rolled out, you know, throw a, a cool little, you know, it was a little sixty yard bomb. He great ball, great ball. This man Zach is backpedaling. Look, not even looking. Looking at the females in the stands, bro. <laughs> 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 Zach, he makes it look easy. easy, though. Like, easy. Like, 
and it reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. And I'm not trying to like, but like that's the closest I've seen like to flinging it. You feel me? Like he was just like, and just coming out like, not, like, not, like nothing. Is it bad that I want to see him in Frisco? I want to see him in Frisco so bad. Yeah, yeah, yes. three, right? Yes, they're th- they're third. Yeah. I want to see. It's not him gonna in happen Frisco. though. So bad. I think I'm just passionate about Fields because, like, I'm high on Justin Fields. Dude, he today. had like a partial. I'm worried about injuries though. He had like he, a partially so torn much. MCL and he played in the playoff yeah, game. I respect like, his sure. leg was like that. That to me, like, that's all hard. You, that's something you can't give. Yeah. Right. Sure. I feel like he's getting the Deshaun Watson treatment. Remember Watson fell in that draft? Yeah, yeah. Which, when you hear what Justice just said about him coming out, makes no sense. And we're hearing the same makes thing. No, but Mitchell Trubisky went second overall. Yeah, if I could just one put my Literally. finger on it. Can I can I do one for you? Did you see the, uh, someone was on Twitter and they were like, uh, Justin Fields, uh, to the NFL scouts, he has like personal like, mm-hmm. like oh, problems yeah. or whatever. But, you know, Mac Jones, and I, I respect him. But I didn't know that, but he had two DUIs. Yep. And it's not been brought up. And his character hasn't been brought up not once. Not once. And just, that's that's crazy. Put my finger so crazy, on it. And no disrespect to Mac Jones. Crazy thing that you can talk about potential Wasn't he just yeah. 18, like, last week? I would take Hurts and Tua over him. Well, Mac Jones is actually like I've heard a story that uh when Bill O'Brien came down to Alabama, Mac Jones was appointed to teach him the offense. So instead of the coaches, he like he Ooh. Mac Jones sat down, Bill O'Brien was like, This is what we do, blah blah blah. And this how we So that tells you everything you need to know about his brain, first of all. So where where were they saying he would go? Frisco? Yeah, Frisco. Mm. I think it's because they really like Oh no, yeah. Yeah, the better. Yeah. yeah, Mac Jones because Jones is kind of like a Garoppolo clone. Yeah, that's what they want. That short, the short throws, West Coast style offense. But why? That's not a good offense. Exactly. I, yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Two minute one of these. You could definitely have so much yeah. more. Someone who wants to run. Yeah, you were just talking about Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Um, I I do want to. I guess I'll end the show with Herbert with Herbert Davis. But I love the fact that we've naturally. Falling into football talk. This is what we're supposed to do here. Uh, you ready for this running back question? Let's, let's do it. So I feel like everybody's top five running backs are going to be different, but I feel like they consist of a couple of different things. I feel like majority of top five people's top fives include two, two, three names, two to three names that people are not going to argue with. I feel like you have one that's your personal favorite, and then I feel like you have one that most people are probably going to be like, fam, what? Like it's debatable. So, for instance, for my top five, I feel like everybody is going to be different. So, for instance, I don't have Eric Dickerson in my top five. My dad has him in his. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I do understand that decades and generations all play into this as well. However, in no particular order, if I had to give you guys my top five, I'll just raise your hand. Uh, Emmitt Smith is in there. Walter Payton is in there. Barry Sanders is in there. Those are the three that I feel like you're not arguing with. Correct. I have those three in my top five. And now I'm going to give you my favorite. Emmitt's five. Okay, so this one, so for me, I'm going to give you my favorite now. 
One of my favorite running backs, I think Emmitt might be my favorite, but one of my favorite running backs, and I'm going to go Terrell Davis. Okay. Anybody that ran the way he ran with migraines yeah. is a dog, bro. Yeah. So what could he have done if he was healthy? Barry Sanders retired on top of the game. So my last one, and I'm going to say, and this is where me and my dad get into arguments all the time. Of course, coming from a Packer fan, I've seen AP very, very close. But my fifth slot goes to LaDainian Tomlinson. And see, and this is where I want to talk about it, and this is where I'm going to leave my argument. There's highlights of both of them running in, running in touchdowns, right? Mm. There's highlights of both of them catching passes for touchdowns. There's only highlights of one of them throwing them. That's just I just I don't and it's funny now. My dad says the same thing. My dad looks at me and was like, "Fam, they're running backs." I don't care, fam. I think LT could do more. LT do more than what? Like I don't understand where you're where you're trying to go with this. Adrian Peterson Mm -hmm. was a different. He was something different, bro. He was lifting dudes off. Like he was doing what Derrick Henry's doing now. (laughs) Yes, but made it look more painful than what Derrick Henry's doing because he was like run through somebody but with his helmet and then the dude would like lift off the ground and fall yep and then he will stiff arm somebody but then like <laughs> you know make sure he knows that your your like, face is your face is at midfield right now but uh and he's fast quick elusive big bro it's just a different type of I don't no know, comparison yeah, I, don't, I don't think you can put i mean look there uh thompson is mm-hmm. yeah I, I've L- seen something by ot man i don't know give me your top five uh Running backs. Give me top five running backs. All right. Um, I'll put. I don't know. No order. Mm-hmm. I have Jim Brown in there. Okay. That, yeah. Classic. For sure. For sure. Um, I have Adrian Pearson in there for sure. Okay. I have. Shout out. Um, who else? I have Barry Sanders in there for mine. Okay. And then this one's kind of a. This one's a, a weird one, but uh, here I comes your those. favorite. Arian Foster in there. Okay, okay. And, uh, he had a run for a minute. That, he had a run for a minute. If come on, no one's gonna stop him. Like it was 20, 2007, 2008. I don't remember. I don't remember. When I was watching him run, I was like, I'm gonna be that. Everybody wanted to play running back, right? Oh, Everybody oh wanted to play running back growing up. And he made it look so like, just like yeah, it's so easy. Like, you feel me? Like effortless. So what's your last one? That's four. Oh yeah, yeah. We got uh, one more. Ooh. This one is a, another like uh, I'm gonna put Marshawn. I'm with that one. Man, I'm with that one. Yeah, I think. Got, hey man, Personally, got a Super Bowl. Should, should have two. Know, yeah. Should, should have, have two. two. Definitely. You get to a point like you know, you have right. Yeah. So I just got a question for everybody else in the room. We've talked about this before. Um, our top five running backs. So this is just something I just thought about. Where does Frank Gore come in? You, he's third all time leading rusher. I want to say he's top 10? 15 for me. Oh, I was being generous. Okay. Yeah, I want to say top okay. 15 for me. 15. Because to me, Frank Gore's kind of like a one, like he runs angry, mm-hmm. you know? But that's like, now this isn't a knock at all because it's effective and he made a hell of a career out of it. He's still making a hell of a career out of it. Right. But that, it, it's kind of like, he's kind of a one trick pony. But I don't even mean that in a mean way. Like, I'm not, that's not even a knock. He just runs you. angry, yeah. but it's not always fast. It's not always the best pass catching. I don't back. think it's ever fast. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. And so, Which is why it's so impressive that and his durability, yeah. Of all time, 
And that's and that's where it goes back to the way that he runs to be so durable. That's the main thing. One of the arguments that you made about AP, aside from him literally lifting up AJ Hawk, um, I would probably argue first time in my life. We know that Kobe got his knee drained in Germany and Kobe played bonkers for a little bit. That was the first time in my life that I think that I, it was an athlete that I wrote off. That was probably the first time that we saw an ACL surgery. Somebody come back and was like, oh, he might be better than he was before that surgery. So, I don't I don't know. I think I've seen AP have like two or three different primes. Yeah. So, you might be kind of right. Yeah. Um, Dad, I'm never giving you that. So, I'm just – I don't <laughs> know. Even if I say he's right here, you're never right at the house. Um, so, let's end it with my dad's favorite team. Let's do that, yeah? North Carolina. North Carolina, I've been saying all day, if I could just put my finger on – hmm. So, Hubert Davis was just recently named and hired as the head coach over at North Carolina. Uh, the Tar Heels got a new lead man. After 33 seasons, Roy Williams is no longer the head coach at UNC. Um, takeaways, before I even get anything. Takeaways. I was just shocked that, uh, you know, Big Roy left. I didn't think uh, Money Man, Dance Man, uh, Jordan Man was going to leave. but uh, That's a classic yeah, meme. He has a lot of classic yeah, memes, does. actually. Um, I didn't, I didn't think of it either, but the way, okay, so here's, I'm trying to figure out where to pick up. Roy's post-game press conference after the loss, you heard him, he was clearly visibly emotional, said that he, um, you know, it's just tough to end a season like this, whatever the case may be. Uh, did that give you guys the indication that he thought about that? Like, prior to, like, maybe he knew he was retiring at the start of the year? Probably. Yeah, a lot of players, they be saying, like, they having a thoughts way before the season starts, mm-hmm. you know. Even while, as the season progresses and stuff, so probably had it not like it wasn't like a that's all he was thinking about, but it was back in his mind definitely. Hmm. I wonder if anything during the season would have changed that for him. But uh, what I will say is, with the way that he reacted post season or post game, I should say, um, he struck me as somebody that gave it a lot of thought. Because of that, I don't know how much he'll actually go on record and say it, but I believe upon leaving, he gave his endorsement for Hubert Davis. That's my personal opinion. Hubert Davis has been in a, uh, has been an assistant to Roy Williams for nine seasons. Um, played at North Carolina, of course. I think here's the thing. Uh, the name that I said was Jerry Stackhouse. Another former Tar Heel. Um, yeah. And at this point, I think they got the same thing, right? Even though it's not Jerry Stackhouse, they got the same thing, right? So the first or the last time that they hired outside of the program, which was news to me, was Dean Smith. They've only had two coaches since then, but both prior to becoming head coaches for the Tar Heels were North Carolina assistants. So Hubert Davis makes the third coach since Dean Smith and all have been hired within the family. We've talked about, excuse me, we've talked about nepotism in general, right? Has this been the first time, I'm not going to say first time, has this been the first time in a long time that we've seen it go in a positive way for a black person? Am I right? Am I right or am I wrong in saying that? I think the silence is uh, answering your question. For real. What about Tatis Jr. in baseball? Does that count or is not really? Because he's a player, not a coach. I don't know. You tell me. What's the parallel for you? 
Because I, I think my parallel is a little off from yours. So what's your parallel? Well, actually, I don't think it counts because Tatis is a junior is a hell of a player in general. Mm-hmm. So would have gotten drafted regardless. True, true, true. So what I s- – Silas is a good example. But I hope – my thing with Silas is I hope – Steven Silas. Okay, I'll give you – okay, that's a good one. Like, well, even said. then, I don't know. Because when you see James Harden do what he what he did, even though he wanted out and it wasn't specific to Steven Silas, we've seen them actually embrace when they just recently played. Um, I don't know. Because when you look at the way that the Rockets have done now, I've, I've heard a lot of people, whether they're right or wrong, point to Steven Silas and say, oh, well, he has no control over the locker room. See, I Look that, at what he walked into. I think that, yeah, it's – I see my my I really because I think Silas is, is going to be a hell of a coach. I think so too. Um, my biggest fear is that <clears throat> other executives, teams, media, they look at this year and they're like, "Oh, well, look what he look what you know look what happened, lottery team, blah 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 blah." And it's like, you see what he was given. You <laughs> exactly, and exactly. And I feel because I feel even worse for him because Harden and Westbrook they vouched hard for him and then, and not even two there. weeks in they. Ghosted him and they're like, all right, dude. And this is the thing that's interesting with me when you 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 don't even realize that you might be walking us literally furthering us along in this conversation. But we've seen the reaction to Steven Silas and the way that his team has responded or the way his team has uh, played and how the world has responded. But when you look at Hubert Davis as well, they uh, I forgot who said it, but they mentioned on ESPN that Dean Smith. Can we figure out who was in between Dean Smith and Roy Williams? I want to say it's, it's either Gunther or Gun, Gun, Gunrich, something like that. I don't want to be wrong. But um, those three coaches, all when they took over, inherited teams with All-Americans. I believe when Roy took over, he took over a team that had four All-Americans on the team. Hubert Davis is taking over a team with zero All-Americans. Bill Guthridge. Oh, Matt Doherty. And what was the first one again? Guthridge, Bill Guthridge. So Guthridge was the name I was thinking about. So when I look at it from that perspective, I'm not – I don't want for North Carolina to have another season the way that they did this year. Let's say say they're in Kentucky or Duke shoes from this season and they don't make the tournament. I don't want people pointing the finger at Hubert Davis. Mm -hmm. Because I'm going to go right back to what I said. Yeah, we already seen how this season ended. But last season – of course, we're going to go back to injuries. Cole Anthony was injured, yes. However, when Cole Anthony played, Cole Anthony didn't look like a world beater. They asked Roy Williams, you know, well, this team got this recruit, got that recruit, got this recruit, was pre- was preseason um, first in this tournament, whatever, or this ranking. Roy, After all of that, Roy looked at them and said, maybe we're just not that good. So I don't want – for two seasons removed for that, from that, from that, for that program to still not be good, and it to be Hubert Davis's fault. That's what we're not doing. I don't know about y'all, but I'm I'm ready to get out of here. Go ahead, bro. Let's go get some food. Let's do it. All right. Well, can we even say that? Do I get in trouble if I say let's go get some food? <laughs> See, this is why I don't play the games with the NCAA. Don't oh. don't find me, guys. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. I don't want no I don't want no problems. Yes, yeah, like Justice is going to get his own food, guys. I'm paying for sure. Jeez, he's going to get his own food, guys, please. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. My dad's tipping. I didn't think my dad actually sent one, but he did send one. So let's read this real quick. Real quick tip in. Shout out to Shaq and congrats to the lucky guy that Shaq gifted with an engagement rings. Uh, with an engagement ring, excuse me. 
this guy just so happened to be buying an engagement ring in a jewelry store, and Shaq just happened to be in the same store at the same time. Being in a good mood, Shaq gave the store merchant his credit card to cover the transaction. Talk about luck. Now this guy has a nest egg to do with what he wishes with it. A new engagement ring paid in full and a story to tell. Shaq is an all-around good guy and the clown that keeps you in tears. I know from personal, from uh, excuse me, from a personal experience when meeting Shaq, he was nothing but respectful when greeting my mom and grandma, uh, greeting them both with hi mom and just being a bigger than life and down to earth guy. Keep on being you, big fella. Dad, I appreciate you as always. Mom, I appreciate you as always. Justice, my guy. Big dog, we will have you back very, very soon to make your announcement. Sure. I'm excited to know. I'm excited to know. I'm excited for the world to know. Yep. Until next time, guys, keep on talking.